This is Linux in Laws, a podcast on topics around free and open source software, any associated contraband, communism, the revolution in general, and whatever else fancies your tickle. Please note that this and other episodes may contain strong language, offensive humor, and other certainly not politically correct language. You have been warned. Our parents insisted on this disclaimer. Happy mum! Thus, the content is not suitable for consumption in the workplace, especially when played back on a speaker in an open-plan office or similar environments. Any minors under the age of 35 or any pets, including fluffy little killer bunnies, your trusted guide dog, unless on speed, and cute T-Rexes or other associated dinosaurs. Welcome to Links and Laws, Season 1, Episode 72. Martin, how are things today? Oh, things, yes. Interesting. Well, we just heard the annexation of various territories up in the east. Or as in space, as in the final frontier? <laughs> that was an inside not, not, joke. Not, not, not quite that high up, but yeah. Um, yes. Uh, you are aware of the recent developments in... in I'm living under a rock, Martin. Please fill me in. Yes. Okay. Well, there, has been, there have been some, um, let's say... Uh, not not elections, but referendums in in. Oh, you mean the rigged stuff? Hmm? You mean the rigged stuff? Rigged. Yeah, as in rigged. Ah, rigged. Manipulated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, who, who knows? Who knows? Sure, sure wait, all this wait, done, all this is done, do. <laughs> completely <laughs> done above board and legally. But, uh, yeah. I reckon I know quite a few people back to differ. <laughs> Yes, I expect so. The UNO, for example, being one of them, or quite a few people, actually. The what? The UNO. UN. United Nations Organization. Oh, you mean it's, UN? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the UN, exactly. The UN. That's all right. Commonly referred to as the UN, people. Exactly. <laughs> Don't worry about the old part. <laughs> In case you got confused, like myself, exactly. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Anyway, no, it, so would, no, it would be interesting because mm. I mean, I, I, I'm almost tempted to say I see, I see, I see Vladimir's point because if it, if it's really that part then of Russia, hang on, hang on, you see Vladimir's point. What? <laughs> yeah, Vladimir put, no, I mean, from his crazy perspective, it does make sense. Oh, yes, of course, yes, yes, because it is a very clever tactic. Yes, yes. whether that checks out finally remains to be seen. People, history books in about ten yeah. years will t will probably time tell you, but maybe not. I do not know. Mm -hmm. But apart from that. Well, it remains to be seen. It does, it does. But yes, as you say, it's a, a clever ruse to to uh, then claim any, let's say, attack on these regions to be a war on Russia. But this is not the war podcast. Is it not? Oh, <laughs> no, it's oh, not, oh. Martin. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> no, Martin, coming back to a much more pleasant... We could talk about open source in war. <laughs> no, but before we do that, how, how is life in Birmingham these oh, days? Oh, sorry, 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 close to Birmingham. Oh, we're going back to the better podcast. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no. I mean, just I mean, just outside Birmingham because you don't live in mm, Birmingham. Mm. For the people who are interested in that sort of thing, Martin lives secluded. <laughs> but but in the UK, in, not in Alabama. Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> I say US listeners. Yes. <laughs> no, in the in the in the yeah, somewhat United Kingdom with Charlie now at the helm. Mm. Well, interesting that, interestingly, we actually now have a king, so there's actually yes. a kingdom again. Even though it was always called the kingdom, it's now actually the kingdom. I can't recall kingdom. that country to be called a United Kingdom, for no, that matter. It should have been really, shouldn't it? But anyway, it doesn't matter. So, so that means you all have to change the banknotes and coins and stuff. 
Well, you don't have to change them. They will introduce some new ones, I'm sure. Okay. Stamps, that kind of stuff, right? It's so, Royal Mint, if you're listening, get cracking. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, they probably had these plans in reserve for some time, <laughs> I would imagine. I see. It's not a kind of ad hoc operation, right? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> these things happen, so be prepared, people. And on that, <laughs> and on that subject... <laughs> Exactly. Be prepared. Prepared that we the, the level of preparedness that we normally exhibit. Let's get on with today's topic of today's what, show. What are you saying here, uh, Chris? <laughs> uh, no, um, Martin had this brilliant idea of doing of suggesting an episode on messaging and streaming, hmm. and for a reason. And reason? yes, Martin will explain that in a minute. <laughs> Well, the reason that we need an episode, no? Exactly. <laughs> oh, was that another reason <laughs> yes, you're thinking no. <laughs> Okay. No, so Martin came up with the idea um, of doing an episode on streaming messaging, and of course, being a co-host, I had to plow along. <laughs> for order for a better expression. <laughs> Tag along. <laughs> so, exactly. So, Martin will probably do much of the talking <laughs> today, in contrast to ordinary episodes. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We shall see. We shall okay, see. so Martin, why, why don't you get us started with them? Why is messaging and streaming that important? Well, okay. And maybe also a little bit of history. On yeah, this one. sure, sure. Okay, so if you imagine, <laughs> let's say, your battlefield in the 1700s. <laughs> no, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to, you're uh, being attacked from all directions and you need some reinforcements. What are you going to do, right? You don't have a mobile phone. You don't get out the any... nukes. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have nukes. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. I got the timing wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. 1700s, 1600s. Okay. Beforehand, right? So. Uh, no, they used to use pigeons, right? Too pigeons, pigeons, yes, with messages. Carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons. Ah, okay, yes, yes. okay. Hence the name carrier. Yes. Ah, I see. I see where you go with this. <laughs> so these pigeons used to yes. carry messages. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Well done. <laughs> to get from, <laughs> to get some communication from one place to another, which. So what happened if a heron got in between or a pigeon got yeah, lost or whatever? Pigeon. <laughs> okay, Make sure you have a backup, backup pigeon, people. And what happened if that yeah. pigeon then also got lost or got stuck in a purpose well, or something? Well, then you're on your own, really, aren't you? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so that's the war's halter then. So, yeah. So, so the, the, the original reliability of messages uh, had some, I see. some flaws in the plan. <laughs> Anyway, moving moving on to more modern times. So I think the main takeaway is actually if you de- if you deploy carrier pigeons, make sure that there are that there are no alcohol- alcoholics among them. <laughs> yes, you you want to make sure that they know where they're going. Yeah, yeah and yeah. bulletproof vests probably do help too, <laughs> or armor for that matter, so they armor. don't get attacked by birds of prey. Yes, yes. Well, they might still get attacked, but yeah, anyway, they're more likely to survive. Um, oh, fit them out with the firearms. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, okay. But then they could help with the war, no? Anyway, or this is battle. this is this is one way of 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 uh, getting a message through. Um, We're true. Yes. Other, other other tried and tested methods are things like flags and lights, right, over long distances, and mm. you can signal stuff with flags, which we also have in is, computers. Is, yes, is, is that the reason why 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 the English got beaten quite a few times because the fog came in between stuff, so that you couldn't see the flags and what was happening. Mm. Hmm. Not sure. They were pretty pretty handy in some wars, I have to say. Uh, Water, Waterloo comes to mind. <laughs> Napoleon, if you're listening. And <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so Water under the bridge, as they say in England. <laughs> various others. But yes, this is the thing with wars, right? Uh, they can be won or lost, depending on... True, true, very true. Yes. 
If you're listening, Vladimir, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, moving, okay. On moving on to more recent times. More recent times, times. Yes. yes. Okay. Right, more recent time, people started, in, invented the postal system. To, to be covered in a... Relay no, messages. As, as, exactly, as covered in Tara Pritchard novel. <laughs> Again, so... so Called uh, the Postal Service pr- or something pri- Prior to telephones, which give you more real-time communication, hmm. you had asynchronous communication, right? This is the point of me- like, sending messages. You send yeah. it and then you hope it arrives and, and someone may send a reply <clears throat> if they get around to it hmm. a few weeks later. If um, at all. Yes, unlike, say, a telephone where you have instant communication. But that came later. That came later, yes. Because that required electricity. <laughs> it did, it did. Um, uh, well, I guess before that, there was the old things like the um, the old uh, Morse code thing. What do you call that? Hmm. Telegraph. Oh, Yankee, yes, that one, yes. Telegraph, yes. Not not the modern telegraph. <laughs> <But> that, <laughs> the original telegraph. Yes, but that required electricity too, code. no? Yes, yes. Indeed. Yes, yes so, yeah. So, so moving on. Moving so, on. Yeah. Exactly, moving on, then these things called computers were invented. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, yes. We're talking now the 50s or maybe 40s of the last century. Yeah, yeah you take your pick, right? It's, it's, there's various um, definitions of, of when computers started, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, computers as we know it, yes. Mm-hmm. So with that computers, with these computers came software, as in so-called yes. programs. And with computers then came computers having to speak to computers. Exactly. Or and programs. also it, within... Computers that are on computers themselves, programs have to speak to each other, yes. etc. Um, and like with the, let's say the the, the post and the telephone example, you can yes. do this synchronous or asynchronous. Right? Exactly. Uh, and then some damn fool invented the cat the, 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 the cat video network, also known as the internet. Mm. Mobile came shortly afterwards, and then this mm. whole mess started to surface. <laughs> As in, <laughs> as in, as in, appli- as in, applications having to talk to the to other applications on the other side of the ah, planet. Ah, you don't and, mean the cat video, no. <laughs> no. And and doing this actually in real time, and well, then some uh, crazy companies uh, came yeah, up with real. the idea of making money from this, and the rest is history. Hmm. Thank you hmm. for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, going back to a much more serious approach now. Uh-huh. So. What are some of the use cases in terms of why applications have to communicate in a scalable and preferably real-time manner? Well, this, this is this is the, the. It's not so much about uh, if we ignore the real-time part. The main uh, thing first to decide if you need synchronous or asynchronous communication, yes. right? Correct. Do you need an, an uh, immediate reply um, or an, an immediate action on a mess on a certain? signal trigger do, event right or do you need or a reply at all yeah or, well or do you need an action to be taken exactly yes um, as uh, as when the event occurs or can that wait can the reply wait can the uh, any triggered action wait um, so these, these are the two uh, obviously with so if we're talking about synchronous that requires communication channels right yes uh, established communication channels and also the the number of generators as in senders of messages and receivers of messages come into play. For example, there's a use case where only one program will generate a message that is, that is yeah. then picked up by many, many receiving applications. Mm-hmm. Fan out principle, yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, but to the point, uh, if you want synchronous communication, you have to maintain this channel like 
with your telephone call, right? You have to keep that connection open and keep talking backwards and forwards. If you, uh, to go back to the telephone analogy, if you just want to send someone a message, you use your MSS, uh, SMS or you use your WhatsApp or you use your mm. Element or whatever. Um, and then it may be, so in, in, this, in this case, it's just communication, fine. Obviously, in, in, in applications, you may want to take an action based on the message you receive and then deciding, you have to decide, do I need to take immediate actions or do, as in, does that original event need to be acted on immediately? Hmm. And you probably True. want to choose synchronous. Uh, if you uh, are expecting, um, if it is a less life-critical situation, then you may go for asynchronous communication and let the... Uh, I'd say the, the consumer deal with the message at its own pace. Um, but yeah, you, your scalable part is part of it, right? Um, you may, uh, your consuming side may be a lot slower than your producing Correct, side, yeah. right? So you can, or vice versa. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you, if you think about video streams, uh, frames are easily produced, a bunch of bytes. Determining if there's a bunch of cats in the in this frame is a more complex um, or more time-consuming operation. Mm. So therefore, you mainly want to scale your number of consumers on that side to make sure that you keep up with your cat counting. Exactly, and also taking into account that the, tra the that the transport medium may or not, may or may not be reliable. Yes. So that you have actually error Indeed. conditions where some of your messages disappear. But so, you don't want your messages to disappear. No, but no. sometimes that happens. So no, it doesn't. You no, choose the right technology. What is this? <laughs> we can we get up to the technology bit. So, exactly. So, so, so uh, choose the right technology. Exactly. <laughs> so don't use the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or don't, don't use the Royal Mail. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, the, the, point, <laughs> the point that I'm making is mm. actually applications, on, especially on the receiving side, have to mm. have to be able to deal with error situations. Mm -hmm. In terms of that, they're expecting something, but that doesn't come through. So what, yeah, what's well, going to happen there's, then? Yes, there's there's three parts of the uh, yeah, there's the producing side, the mid, mid, the middle, and then the consuming side. So in each of these parts, you need to decide when can something get broken and then deal with it at the appropriate place. Absolutely, yes. Uh, for example, um, in in some in technology called RabbitMQ, you can have uh, publisher confirms, which means that. When the routing queue will send a confirmation back that I have it, publisher, fine, you don't have to do anything on your side anymore from mm. now on. I'm taking care of it, right? So you're handing off the responsibility of that message along the chain from. Now, RabbitMQ is a message system, is a streaming service. What's the difference? It's uh, so RabbitMQ was originally a messaging service. Uh, they reintroduced streaming as well uh, a couple of years ago. No. Um, what what do you mean by what? what yeah, yeah. Sorry, we'll, sorry. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to sorry. the details. Okay, go ahead. Um, just a bit of sort of context that RabbitMQ was originally a, a messaging broker. Uh, in the end, it's streaming because streaming is uh, is a different has a, a number of advantages which we'll get to. Uh, Redis did the same, right? They introduced streaming as well. Hmm. Um, obviously, Kafka came along, and so on and so on. So, what's the difference? Okay. Do you want me to take this one? Please, by all means. I mean, you're the messaging and streaming expert between the two of us, so just go right well, ahead. I wouldn't say expert, but Wait. I can talk I, about these things. Exactly. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. So, um, okay, so the point about message or with messaging, what we are thinking about is something that is, um, let's say, temporal. 
the message uh, is produced, it is transferred, and it is consumed. The the broker in the middle, once it's dealt with its uh, consum- consumption from the producing side and passed it on to the consumer, that's it. It's gone. We, we don't mm-hmm. care about it anymore as a messaging broker, like Royal Mail, right? It sits in the middle, gets a letter, delivers it. Fine, it's not going to keep these letters, right? It's... In the ideal case, yes. Yes, <laughs> unless they unless they are not delivered at all. But yeah, seven points. Slight implementation <laughs> flawed. <laughs> um, so, and so the difference with streaming is that with streaming, you keep all your messages um, to be able to play them back from certain points in times, and at the same time, you keep a track of uh, which consumer is where in my message stream. So. If I have 10 data points and um, I have four consumers mm. consuming these data points, then consumer one may have had the first three, the uh, consumer two mm. may have. But the point is that all these messages are important. All these data points are important to all these consumers and they want to be able to have them. Uh, and also if they, for whatever reason, go down in a, let's say, a... Uh, uh, that's a remote situation, right? You have a, a piece of kit somewhere remotely, connection goes down um, mm. on, on Mars <clears> or whatever. Um, they need to be able to reconnect and say, oh, uh, give me the messages up to here because that's where I last, the last messages I had from you, right? So whereas in a, in a uh, let's say, a messaging situation, if nobody is listening to a message, then it's, it's either... Uh, Delivered or not, if they're not, mm. nobody's listening. And same as pops up in Redis, right? If nobody's listening, yes, it goes, it's no, best, yeah, yeah, it's best effort, and that yeah. actually takes us to a very important differentiation mm. between between these two, between the different approaches. Because, mm. and sometimes the sending application just wants to hand off a message to the broker mm. for want of a better yeah, expression. Yeah. And then don't care whether it's going to be delivered, whether it's going to be dropped, or whether it has to be re-delivered and all the rest of it. Now for the application on the receiving side and thus the status of the overall system, it's, it's important to differentiate between kind of two um, semantic notions for one better for, for, for for expression. I mean, for example, best effort means you fire and forget. That's just what, yeah. what, what Martin just explained. But on the other side, the application architecture has to do with that. So, for example, if you're sending a message, um, ah, well, okay, go okay, ahead. Okay, no, 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 well, okay, carry on. I mean, this is... Uh, y- the point of things like message brokers are that they take on a lot of that responsibility for you. Yes. So, um, I, I, yeah, sorry, Karen, I know plus, where you were going with that. But uh, yeah. Plus the fact is, I mean, for example, in certain scenarios, if you send a message twice, mm. the result has to be the same. This is normally known as idempotency, idempotency, mm. whatever, you know, whatever you, way you pronounce it. So if you send a message twice or once, it doesn't make a difference on the receiving side. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, so take the example that... Um, uh, again, let's go with the routing queue example. It doesn't really matter, but um, your, your, your routing queue is ready to send a message to a consumer, um, and then you can either, depending on the message importance, you, you want that acknowledgement that the consumer has received it, dealt with it. If if you if Revenant Q, for example, doesn't have that, and you choose that kind of message importance, it will resend it. Hmm. So so you you're again you're handing off some of that responsibility to the broker. But as you say, then the consumer application may have had it. We just don't know, right? It may have, the consumer exactly, may have yeah. died in between. So as you say, right, you say in the, in the application part, you don't have to uh, take some provisions for that mm. if it's an important 
message or, or indeed if there are dependencies on it and yeah i mean and in contrast to this on, on the streaming side hmm. you are probably not interested in in the fact that every entity on the receiving side actually has received the message in terms of you just want to hand it over hmm. to your streaming architecture and then the streaming architecture whatever is in between will take care of the rest so yeah. from 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 a sender side, it's actually fire and forget because you are you can rest assured that the that the architecture between as in your streaming broker or streaming entity will take care of delivering the message to each to each and every um, receiver. Hmm. Um, yeah, the, 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 and the other important difference there is that with uh, streaming, the consuming side is interested in all messages rather than. So, so, so take the example of, of uh, a program that uh, crashes, whatever, right? So it no longer is receiving messages, but then when it comes back online, line, the importance of the messages that happened up to that, from the point it went down to, let's say now, is also important. It doesn't just need the current state. So therefore, it can, this is the point of streaming, is that the history is kept and mm. it can process all the steps in between to now, even if it went offline in between. So... Uh, you know, like uh, let's say uh, trades, a simple example, right? They still need to be executed. Whether <laughs> the consumer was down for a certain yes. period or not, you still need to execute all the steps that happened up to now. Otherwise, you're just going to miss a bunch. So, history is important with streaming. Uh, messaging, you're more interested in, in the current state uh, and yeah, the, 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 what happened before then. Fine, that, mm. that can be lost. So you already mentioned some of the of the so piece of software out there that that are capable of providing such services. You mentioned RabbitMQ, mm. You mentioned uh, Kafka. Is Kafka, the, yes. the, the the main example on the streaming scenario. Redis um, streams, of course, come to mind. Yes, yeah, yeah. Redis streams is indeed. Um, so why don't we shed a little bit, of, mm. a little bit of light of the of the history, on the history of Kafka, the history of Kafka. Yes, uh, as well, an example. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, you you mentioned it um, I mean, some time ago. <laughs> it's, I think it's 2012. Mm. Details may 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 open up in the show notes. There's this social media platform called LinkedIn. Mm. That was it's driven, now it's Microsoft. Driven, driven by messages. Right? Yes, and, and exactly. So, like so yeah. I mean, for those two people in the in the in the audience who do don't know what LinkedIn is, oh. it's LinkedIn.com. Links will may may open up in the show notes in in in. in in case of doubt, use your favorite search engine. The idea behind LinkedIn is actually, it's a, well, it's probably fair to say it's a network for professionals, as in a social media platform for professionals. Yeah. So, Although it's been more recently turned into a job hunting platform or it, candidate it, hunting platform. Well, it, it always has been, Martin. Now, but yeah. now that the pressure is on, yeah. the, that aspect is more and more visible. Yes, correct. But the idea initially was to, similar to other platforms, to provide a an exchange, for want of a better expression, on a global scale for professionals to exchange information, news, opinions, mm. and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. And with the with the vision of the founders of LinkedIn, they had global world domination at, at the very top of their list. Okay. Okay. So they needed. Surprising. Yeah, funny that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Where did they get that from? <laughs> they must have uh, been listening yeah. to the. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no jokes aside, with that sort of architecture, you need a broker that is capable of scale 
the architecture up and down is required in terms of you want to make sure that you more or less, I wouldn't say instantly, but without f much delay, you can deliver a message from A to B. Because, as example, if I type in a message in a discussion forum on LinkedIn and it's 6 p.m. in Germany, there shouldn't be much delay in terms of more than a second or something like this for somebody in Maryland to pick this up and read this. Because at the end of the day, LinkedIn, among other things, is all about the interactive experience. It is? It is. <laughs> okay. Um, LinkedIn, if you're listening, the email address is sponsor at linuxinlaws.eu. I must have missed that bit. <laughs> It, Perhaps it, you um, got you too many mails. You normally get like um, uh, if if it's, it's, so. LinkedIn has built-in messaging, right? And um, but you normally get a notification on this on an email like six hours later or something mm. like that. It's it, that is a bit of a blame your email provider. Um, and, and, <laughs> no, it's not nothing to do with email provider. Um, yeah. So, but this is where it comes from originally. Yeah. Let's put it this way. And uh, so some people, two people, actually set out. <laughs> at LinkedIn to build such an architecture. Hmm. But it, it simply has to, like uh, Facebook, it has a feed, right? So and this feed has to be distributed to all people and then yes. you be able to pick up on this exactly. feed at certain yes. points in time, depending on where they, when they connect back to LinkedIn, right? So, Correct. Um, so yeah, you have to, per consumer, per LinkedIn user, maintain what they've seen in that feed and stuff. Similar to Facebook or other social yeah, media platforms, exactly. yes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So, but the idea behind it was actually not just to keep it to a handful of users, but rather kind of to potentially <laughs> billions of users, mm. as in billions of headhunters stalking Martin Visser. <laughs> yes, headhunters <laughs> stopping so annoying. <laughs> I will not reply to you anyway. So, so um, no, unless I you mean, want to sponsor their podcast, that's fine. <laughs> fast forward about one or two years, mm. uh, these two mm. engineers set out to form a company called Confluent. Hmm. LinkedIn provided, I think, the first two financing rounds, and the rest is pretty much history. Hmm. The yeah, product exactly. is called Kafka. Yeah, well, Kafka Still. is the open source project. Yes. project. Yes. And Confluent, of course, provides hmm. services, adapters, and other shenanigans around this and tries to make money from it. Yeah. I mean, there were, of course, <laughs> yeah, commercial uh, messaging systems that are like Tipco, uh, et cetera, all these kind of... Um, uh, <coughs> commercial offerings were there as well, but we're talking about open source. So we're talking about Kafka, that were Redis Streams, Radon Q, those are um, some of the main open source. Uh, um, well, not the main. It, it, you know about the adoption of Kafka, right? It's, it's pretty much the de facto streaming solution for many um, organizations, and, except that they're now trying to be more than that and become a database, but that's, we'll, we'll talk about that in the Kafka episode. So, yes, going back to the original question, question, topic. Messaging mm. and streaming, exactly. Mm. So, yes, so uh, so LinkedIn or, or, or uh, social media platforms are um, one example. Uh, clearly, with, with, with something like uh, around Q, we see a lot of IoT applications because it supports many different protocols like MQP and MQTT for, um, or Stomp even for, for um, synchronous web messaging and stuff like that. Um, however, yes, so examples are, you know, you have a, uh, a bunch of factories, you have a bunch of devices, you have your washing machine at home, you want to make sure that your messages from your washing machine end up on your mobile phone. So 
that is finished washing. <laughs> excellent, <laughs> so, excellent, excellent. <laughs> or uh, what temperature it's currently running, all that kind of stuff, right? It's, there are more sort of in, in factories you have more controls. So obviously you rely on accurate data and particularly accurate data at one point in time because that's what's important if your machine is overheating you want to know that rather than oh it has overheated in the past that's more of an analytics use case than a real-time control system but okay from a historical perspective changing tech now a little bit hmm. um, messaging i'm tempted is always is almost as old as computing itself because for hmm. example in the right. olden mainframe days you had something called mq series mm-hmm that goes it's back still, at still least around, to the, yeah, yeah still, that still goes still at least back to the eighties or seventies even. Um, if you, I don't know if you're familiar with Red Hat's um, uh, MQ offering. There's something too, right? Exactly. Yes. Yes, but that <laughs> includes both Kafka and um, messaging as it on, on the one name. But yeah, again, it's it's uh, just a bundle of stuff. It, there's clearly a need for both both. Hmm. Um, ways of communicating data hmm. I mean given the fact that this, that this requirement has been around for ages mm. you'll see mm. actually also that functionality to some extent not just in separate products like Redis or Kafka or, mm. or RabbitMQ but rather also if you, were to, if you take a very close look at some of the standard libraries that come with your ordinary programming language ecosystem yes. for example Especially in the era of multiprocessing, Rust knows something called signals. Mm. Golang has a similar abstraction called channels that allow multiple threads to communicate with each other. And with Python and other yeah, languages, you just... Yeah, multiprocessing yes. as well with async notifications and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So more often than not, mm. even, even with C or C++, you get, I think, Boost has a similar abstraction built into this. Mm. So the point that I'm making here is actually depending on use case you don't have to resort to MQ series or or, or uh, Redis or, or Kafka yeah, it, it's really about why do these technologies <clears throat> come about because then you can hand off some of the responsibility to other technology rather than building yes. it into your application side right? and, and yes libraries will support that functionality but there's more work to be done for the programmer yeah. than just saying we'll shove a message in Kafka or something <laughs> I mean uh, but if, if you just want to exchange message, messages between different threads in one application you don't have to resort to Kafka or something like this <laughs> that'd be an interesting <laughs> uh, <clears throat> slow down of the whole process <laughs> process communication via Kafka that's a novel use case <laughs> yeah, yeah if you if, if you if you are under the impression that your architecture is way too fast <laughs> <laughs> Just go for RevenMQ or Kafka or something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So, was that... Final um, thoughts? Final thoughts. Did we final f- thoughts. Or did we, f- did we forget to cover anything? Well, it's, uh, it's <clears throat> probably worth um, mentioning a little bit around the... We, we kind of glance over Redis streams. Um, True. S- similar to... Uh, but you see, Redis hasn't paid the bills, so... They don't. No, the, the, oh, no, the promotion stops here. Okay. Redis, okay. if you're listening, yes. the email address is... Yeah. <laughs> well, you know this by now, right? Mm, mm. Yes. <laughs> no jokes aside, go ahead. Yeah, so, so I mean, uh, it's a common... Uh, I don't know how many discussions you had with people about Redis streams, but it's the same with RabbitMQ and streams, and everybody's always going to say, ask, how does it compare to Kafka, right? Because that is the 
the de facto standard pretty true, much in, true, in streaming true, data. True, true. Um, but having said that, we had, even in my time at Redis, there are some use cases where Redis streams or RabbitMQ streams are perfectly suitable for the usage as well as <clears throat> a simpler implementation, let's put it that way. Um, you, with Kafka, you will always need to have a large cluster, and they still haven't got rid of um, what's his name, Zookeeper. So even though they wrote that's the, true, yes, wrote the thing, <coughs> they were very happy when the <laughs> when the change request came out on pull request, whatever you call it. But it hasn't yet been implemented. So I mean, yeah. all these, all these, all these solutions have their drawbacks and their advantages. For example, indeed, indeed. Redis isn't at the end of the day, or where it comes from, is, is an in-memory database. Mm. So you get near real-time performance with the streams. Mm. At the same time, I'm not too sure if, assuming that the that your main memory is actually limited, mm. yeah, that your, the Redis streams would be able to scale as much as as a full-blown Kafka installation yeah. because Kafka has partitions and all the rest of it that really supports scaling. Well, that architecture that Kafka is sort of disk first, <clears throat> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, for example, right? So, so yes, uh, those are, those are important differences indeed. Hmm. So, talk, have we, having talked about the differences, the history, where do we see this going? Indeed. It's probably fair to assume that the end of the internet is near, as in, it'll be... Internet 2.0, yeah. You no, know, it, it'll be no. history in about two years' time. <laughs> okay. Because nobody needs mobile devices anyway, I mean, as we all know. <laughs> indeed, indeed, yes. And nobody cares about the weather either, especially not predictable, accurate weather forecasts, because who really needs them anyhow? Just especially exactly. if you're living in the yeah. UK, you yeah. always take a raincoat with you anyhow, mm. whether it's mm. summer, or winter, umbrella, autumn, yes, yes. exactly. Umbrellas umbrella also have multiple purposes, so they're <clears> true, really true, handy true, thing to yes, carry. Exactly. Yes. Uh, if they're bulletproof, they can shield you from drive-by <laughs> shootings. <laughs> That's one example, yes. <laughs> and, and, yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> in many... Movies that have been used for different purposes, <laughs> indeed, right? uh, from shooting bullets to uh, hidden um, swords and stuff like that. But yeah. exactly, I mean, so, if if they're sharp, if, if they have a sharp tip, can also kill people with these. Hmm. Yes, but those if are, you're no, those players. are not your standard umbrella exactly. boots. No, exactly. Uh, we, no. Have, we have no idea how to acquire these. Other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the official version. Exactly. Uh, for the details, the email addresses. <laughs> Anyway, okay, now going back, I mean, where do we see this going? That's a very mm. interesting question because jokes aside, this planet and with it, its technology is converging by the minute, by the second, by the sub-millisecond in terms of, yes, people have more and more I would say demands. Opposite, anyway. opposite, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, from a technical perspective now, because everybody is obsessed with will it rain? In uh, oh. southern Birmingham, in the southern part of Birmingham, the city centre tomorrow at three pm. Yeah. Or, okay. well, <coughs> there might there might be if they are uh, uh, in, 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 in plan, planning <laughs> to do some outside swimming or <laughs> well, in, <laughs> such in, activities <coughs> for Birmingham. The the answer is probably yes, but yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, jokes aside, if you're a farmer. Uh, mm. in the middle of nowhere but you want to plan your day you want to know whether it's raining tomorrow afternoon or not because that will determine if you can do for example the harvesting or not so accurate weather forecasts especially locally as in for your area within a few miles radios radius with the proper accuracy is is become more and more important yeah well you can even even <coughs> in the farming example you can even further because they the farming is becoming very uh let's say outreach driven as well and 
they will True. have sensors um, to measure the moisture in the, in the in the in the crops to make sure that it's at the right level to be able to to harvest, for example, as you say. But yeah, the more uh, data you have, simply which exactly. sensors provides, and I mean it's not just farmers; it's also uh, cars are riddled with sensors these days. Absolutely, um, for yeah. Many purposes, um, and yeah. So to, especially if you want to kind of get a car or use a car that does its own driving so that you can safely go to the pub, get really lackless, and then so, don't worry to have to, so, to, to, to order an Uber. Well, Uber, the okay. email address is sponsor at Linux in last yes, you. <laughs> we, we do appreciate you. <laughs> yes. No, jokes aside, with, with all with these, with, with these requirements from a technical perspective, mm. that sort of technology becomes more and more important. Ah, okay. That was right. Yeah, I thought when you mentioned that everything was converging, uh, uh, it's just, you see, from the way I see it, is that you get more and more technologies doing the same thing slightly differently, right? That's, True. That's, that's what I'm was referring to that. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the nature of open, of open source, right? You have choices. Uh, yes, choices between two, different approaches. Two, two Linuxes there, <laughs> almost the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Going back to a recent episode uh, now. Yes, yes. indeed. Ah, choice is good, yes. Choice is good, yeah. That's, if, that's if one of the main traits of open source, yes. Some places. But... Okay. So, yeah. speaking of choices, choices, should we cover the boxes? Ooh, boxes. We yes. can do... So Martin, what's your what's your pox? Ah, so my pox is a movie this time, which is called Wind River, and in short, it is a um, rather harrowing tale of uh, something that happened in an Indian reservation in the midst of uh, probably Nebraska, that sort of area, before or after the zombie apocalypse. It's a good question. I don't remember seeing any zombies, so it's maybe probably, they cut this probably out. Probably before, <laughs> yeah, probably before. Okay, um, but yes, it's uh, it's very uh, gripping and it kind of also points out the the nature of living in such an environment, um, having an impact on people's behaviors and choices and stuff like that that you don't think about when you're living in the middle of a city in a modern country right that's well not that they're not modern in the US but in a smaller remote community where things happen at a much different pace so, and rate and reasonings etc so I get the I get the I get the it's a murder mystery yeah, yeah exactly yes. sorry I was just referring <laughs> what was set the in the snow yes. okay so, so, so people get killed people get killed many people get killed okay uh, and then somebody tries to suss it out yes and he or she get killed too and well, we can't. We couldn't really uh, reveal this because <laughs> we can. But anyway, <laughs> because then, then it would be. Um, some, yeah, it's got some some good actors in it as well. Um, if if that means anything, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, um, Jeremy Renner. Anyway, good actors. So okay, the worth, details, worth, definitely yeah. worth a watch. <clears throat> You'll find the details mm. of the of the uh, internet movie database link in the show notes. And talking about reviews, it's it's got a four point four review out of five. So. <laughs> Okay. Since, since we were talking about reviews the other fair day, enough, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> what about yours? So? My pox is actually Who Gives the Crap? It's a, oh, it's okay. a brand of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, I what, thought, what's I the th funny th 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 about this? No, no, I, th I thought you were going to go with um, 
Oh, Attic Brewery or whatever they call it. <clears throat> no, 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 no. It's, no, no. I came across this recently when I was actually <laughs> visiting the UK, and it's actually a brand of toilet paper. And if you take a look at the closed roll, uh, mm. at, at the at the roll inside the toilet paper, as in this little mm. cardboard thing, mm. it actually reads, who gives a crap? And I well, found this very it's, it's peculiar. Just, it's, it's not just the roll inside, it's also the wrapping around it and the boxes, everything come, this comes in this... Mm. And they also have a website. Links will be in the show notes. Mm. That is quite funny to check out. If you but also, nev- yeah. never mind if you're sitting on the loo or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yes. it's worth looking at because they are also very um, environmentally focused. Yeah, it's all recycled material, right? <laughs> mm, not, not the uh, yeah. That's not good. <laughs> <That's not> good. <laughs> uh, yes. We stop here. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Cool. cool. With that, thank, people, that. thank yes. you for listening. And see you next time around. This is the Linux In-Laws. You come for the knowledge. But stay for the madness. Thank, thank you, you for, for listening. listening. This podcast is licensed under the latest version of the Creative Commons license. Type attribution share alike. Credits for the intro music go to Blue Sea Roosters for their song Salute Margaret, to Twin Flames for their piece called The Flow, used for the segment intros, and finally to Celestial Ground for their song Sweet Justice, used by the Dark Side. You find these and other ditties licensed under CC at Chimando, a website dedicated to liberate the music industry from choking copyright legislation and other crap concepts.